0: Welcome back to Lucid Living. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and breathwork coach. And today, I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast episode. All right, my friend, for today's episode, this is going to be a big one. This is a big shift in identity, shift in health, shift in ideas, shift in paradigms and stories for me and myself. And if you're one of my plant based homies, I just want you to hear me out, I just want you to hear me out, because I think that's the most important thing, and I love the plant-based community so, so, so much, and I'm sure if you're listening to this and you're in the plant-based community, you don't carry yourself with this kind of dogma, but there are elements of the plant-based community where it's very me versus you, if you eat any form of meat, you're a killer, and it's negative, and fuck you, and it's like, I don't want to hear from you, you know? I don't think if you're listening to this that this that you categorize as that. But I just want you to open I just want to open eyes, open minds, open hearts, because I'm all about making informed decisions moving forward. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a deep one. This is gonna be a deep one. So I'm gonna take three deep breaths. We can do this together. I'm doing this for myself. Take a sip of water, tap into this moment. We can start by grounding ourselves and let's start by exhaling all of the Carbon dioxide out of our body with an exhale in three, two, one. Inhale through the nose in three, two, one. Hold. Exhale out the mouth. Inhale. Big belly, big belly, big belly. Hold. Exhale at the mouth. Last one, inhale. Hold. And exhale. Thank you. Awesome, I just did a breathwork journey where I wasn't guiding, I was actually breathing this time. And I try to do one once a week And Sundays are my rest days from exercising, so I think it's a nice day to do a deep, you know, transformational breathwork journey of about 45 minutes to an hour of breathing. And I did that this morning, so I'm feeling very grounded, feeling very present for today's episode. Alright guys, for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about, if you guys, it would be nice to preface by listening to the last episode where I talk about blood types. Um, before listening to this one, or you can listen to this one, either way, I'm going to talk about blood types regardless, but to sort of preface everything, I had been just thinking and meditating on this a lot, and I like to make informed decisions, like I said, so I was plant-based for three and a half years, uh, 42 months to be exact, I guess 42 months of no meat, and then probably like Thirty-seven, thirty-eight of full veganism, of no dairy, and eggs, and over that time, it's very easy for me to fall into this one category, this little small minority setting, uh, which I loved. I love so many things about being in this community, and I grew so much from being in this community. So many things I'll take with me the rest of my life, and it's easy for me to s- sit in my bias, and you know my advocacy for animal rights right and health and all the things and not listen to anyone talking about the benefits of meat the benefits of all that the other side the carnivore the omnivore all that stuff so i've i've heard arguments of people talking carnivore you have paul saladino who's like probably the main guy and a lot of his and i have to i think it's important for me being a conscious consumer and being someone who wants to actually share information as well is i need to listen to both sides we talk about politics i don't trust a politician who's only a politician who's for, for a hypothetical it's like a, rep, a republican and he's only surrounded by republicans and he only listens to republicans if a democrat is trying to argue or debate or share light on a, a, a subject then he's like nope 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 won't even listen i'll cut him off cut him off and they always cut him off man they don't listen and I really admire and value people who listen. So I want to be that person who listens. So I started listening, and I started to listen to podcasts of people talking about the carnivore, talking about eating meat. Um, you have guys who I really admire, like Mark Hyman and Sean Stevenson, who are talking about incorporating, you know, healthy, ethically sourced, grass-fed, free-range, you know, meats into the diet as well, and and fresh caught like salmon and stuff. And I admire the hell out of them, and I, and I find that there is a there has to be truth in that. And then I listen to the vegan arguments and saying you just don't need meat at all. Like it's it's it's, it's so polarizing. It's so warlike. And then you have the carnivore guys, and I've heard carnivore and people eating meat who talk about the vegan community saying that you are killing children by being vegan and not allowing them to have the proper nutrients and all this stuff. And it's, the, it's, it's wild. When you really go into the rabbit hood of these polarizing ideas, it's absolutely wild. And it's always my way or the highway kind of thing. And I just, after reading this book and after understanding health and really spending the last three, four years exploring my versions of health and well-being, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all that physically, all that good stuff, I just don't think it's my way or the highway works at all for anyone. I think everyone is so individualistic. Everyone comes with their own stories, their own baggage, their own histories, their own you know predisposed genetics, and then their lifestyle, which is so unique and different to anyone else. You have you could have two twins with the same genomes essentially and have completely different personalities and different people, right? Like it's fascinating. So everyone is different, and I so. Long story short, I over the years of being vegan, I listened, but I still felt strong in my beliefs. I love the plant-based community, and I believed in my health. And Simon Hill, if for if you're looking at the plant-based guys, you know you got Christian Gonzalez, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, you got Simon Hill, you got Nima Delgado, and then all of these other massive bodybuilders who are vegan. And it's there's like this movement of trying to shift the paradigm of the story where the main story was you need meat to gain muscle, to gain weight, gain, to get fit, essentially. And then this whole vegan movement really wanted to burst that bubble and be like, no, you don't need this. And they proved that. There are vegans who are so strong and so fit and intense and and just sculpted like it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, these transformations. And but then it's becoming so far that way where it's like fuck you meat eaters I can do this on my own and it's me versus you again and if you listen to old episodes I talk about separation I think suffering is like like separation is the is the root of su- of suffering the idea of me versus you the idea of us and them instead of this collective we this collective us whereas like we are all sharing this journey together in a way we're all coexisting like we're if you realize that I'm not much different than you it. I think anytime I'm listening to someone who's arguing so strongly where their voice raises and they feel like they have to prove why this is the way and your way is wrong and my way is right that's when my red flags start going off but I I, I see it and I honor and I value it and I, I think everyone has the right to speak their mind and I think that's really important but I don't I don't believe it's the way, essentially, because I think there's, it comes to diet, it comes to, I think we push and push and push away on someone. I think it's important for us to all explore different ways and then come to our own way because, like, if you, there's this fascinating thing with CGMs, continuous glucose monitors, which usually the diabetic world knows about, but honestly, everyone would benefit from a CGM because you can see in real time when your blood sugar and your blood spikes for certain foods. So I might be I might have a sensitivity to bananas and you don't have a sensitivity to, sensitivity to bananas. I might have a sensitivity to a certain type of meat and you don't. I might have a sensitivity to a certain fruit and you don't. A certain vegetable. A certain grain, right? And at certain times of the day, like everyone's gene everyone's story, everyone's body, everyone's vessel, everyone's mind, everyone's soul is different. And we need to honor that. So if you're listening to this and you've tried certain things and it hasn't worked, there are so many avenues to health. That's one of the things I'm learning, is I'm learning all these different forms of health and medicine and functional, functionality and holistic health. You have the three pillars, which I think are like the three main ones, which is nutrition, exercise, and sleep. And then I learn about the breath. And then I learn about water and good quality drinking water. And I learn about grounding and forest bathing, and getting outside in nature. I learned about the power of community, the power of purpose. You learn about, there's Reiki, there's acupuncture, there's massage therapy, there's all different forms. And I could rattle off, there's, you know, just tens of, like hundreds of different modalities and different reasons and avenues to become more improved with your health. You know, bringing play, bringing fun and joy into your life. So many different things that you can pull from and start practicing and start implementing into your life. So like, and it's interesting because as I've explored all these different avenues, people specialize in one of those avenues and say, this is it, this is the way. You get this, you're healthy, you're good. But there are so many others, you know? And we need people to specialize in certain ones so that we can gain the best wisdom and knowledge that we can for ourselves. But at the same time, there's so much out there. So I'm really getting beside the point. Back to Andrew's story. That's not really beside the point. It's all supplement, it's all a part of it. It's all a part of it. It's all beautifully divine and sculpted. So I'm here, I'm vegan, been vegan for 42 years, and I get these 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 hits kind of where I have people that I really admire talking about meat. And I remember when I was when I was it was in 2020, so I went plant-based I stopped eating meat January 1st of 2020. This was probably early Nov it's just was early November of twenty twenty, where I was travelling and I was out in LA and I met up with my homie in North LA and his mom was his family was really sweet. They had uh chili cooked with, you know, plant based meat and but the mom was she was very religious and she was trying to push like religion on kinda onto me and, and my friend was like actively being like, Mom, you need to stop and and then she mentions, so it was talking about the, my veganism and like why did I go vegan and all these things. I was having a conversation with her, and then she brought this to my attention that certain blood types um, prefer, based off your you know genetics, your blood type, you are meat serves you best based on like the lineage of like that blood type versus another blood type where some people don't digest meat, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So essentially, she introduces me the Eat Right for Your Blood Type book which I'm reading now, which I'm actually about to pull and read from in a little bit. But this is the first time where she was like, what's your blood type? I'm like, oh, positive. She's like, oh my God, you're, you're like, you should be eating meat. And I kind of just, I was, it was, I think it was fear. And I kind of just pushed it off. And I was just like, no, 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 no. This is my choice. This is me. I feel healthy. I have a good community. I love this. This is me. And so I kept being vegan for the next year, two years. And I was strong in it. My, my older sister, She's a bit more of a flexitarian where she kind of eats intuitively. And but she was vegetarian vegan before I even was, but she's more loose with it now. And there are times where like we could have like healthy meals and stuff and 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 she would eat me and I would just not I, I wouldn't do it like I was so strong. I was becoming dogmatic. And then there are times where like I value health so much. There are times we would go to Seasons 52 and Seasons 52 just doesn't really have any really vegan options. So I would get like an avocado toast, their avocado toast is fire by the way, (laughs) and some like pasta gnocchi, and which is a lot of carbs and not a lot of nutritional value, and then you have like the bread and then the avocados, and turns out my blood type doesn't even do avocados super well, (laughs) but, uh, and then I look over, my my dad and my sister are eating like a freshly cooked salmon, with like six, four to six ounces, with a side of potatoes and a side of green beans, you know, and just like a really well-balanced meal, And I just felt like I'm sacrificing my health in this moment for my value of eating animals, for for not eating animals, for the activism. And I felt like over time and time and time, of still listening to the conversations of, you know, people promoting meat. I felt like there were times I was sacrificing my health for not eating meat because of the animals. And I felt like my value became stronger in advocacy and not consuming animals than my health. So I started wrestling and navigating that, and then there was like a couple months ago I was doing this this shoot for the student film, and there were these two other actors, and this was the first time I really met other actors. That's not true, but like we talked, and they were vegan for seven years. One was seven, and the other one was ten years, and we were talking. You know, they were talking about their stories and saying how you know, they just couldn't digest me and saying how you know I got like there's as much broccoli as in meat and stuff like that, and and. Then they mentioned that their blood type is A positive. They both said A positive. So that was kind of a wake up to me where um, that idea of blood type had come into my awareness in the past and now it's coming back in and I know that I'm O positive so I'm different from them. I remember never really having a problem digesting meat in the past and the reason that they're like the sole reason that they're vegan is because they cannot digest meat. And what we will learn is that the a positive blood type doesn't have the like enzymes the digestive enzymes and the acids to digest meat, whereas O positive does. so it's it's a fascinating thing. so this started I'm like, oh gosh okay and it started coming into my awareness more and and I couldn't help but feel so and then I started getting these feelings where I'm like, I want to promote health I want to promote all these things but and I'm listening to these people talking about eating meat. I feel like I've been so removed from eating meat, and also when I did eat meat, I wasn't a very healthy individual, because I was doing all these, a lot of unhealthy behaviors and habits, and I didn't have these routines and structures implemented that I do now, so it's almost like I don't actually know what it feels like to eat meat anymore, and what that would do for my body, so I can't really make an informed decision of whether this is good or bad, whether my experience with a vegan and plant-based versus meat is, like, different, you know, because I've been vegan for three years and before that I just wasn't a healthy individual. So now if I can go vegan and eat, and also guys, when I'm vegan, I'm not like an unhealthy vegan. A lot of vegans who are people who are plant-based, they're plant-based because they can't digest meat, right? So they're pretty much just going to eat what they can that's not vegan. So like there's a lot of processed stuff, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that you can eat as a vegan that isn't really beneficial to your, toward, towards your health. And, and that's, I also had started having those conflicts where I 100% agree that Beyond Meat isn't great for you. It's, in, it's very processed. A lot of the plant-based substitutes are very processed. So I was really just sticking with tofu and tempeh, right? That was kind of my go-to. And then I started eating a lot of seitan. And seitan is essentially lentils. For me, the seitan I was making was lentils and gluten, vital wheat gluten. So if you, it's like this, this, this kind of flour-like substance, where if you mix it with water, and you blend it, it turns into this, like, this dough, and then you can steam it, and then, like, I loved it, it was the closest thing to a meat texture, I would eat the shit out of it, and turns out, after reading this blood type stuff, that I don't do well on gluten, which I actually had an experience in my past, where my stomach was kind of hurting after eating bread, and I couldn't actually, like, lift my torso up, because I was, it was, I was in so much pain, so that sort of, was a resonance there and then also lentils is also on my thing so basically the thing that i've been eating and loving doesn't really digest and and process very well for me so i'm just i'm getting all this information i'm just trying to make an informed decision i just feel like i haven't made a true informed decision so i kept getting this hit man like maybe i should just eat meat and try it and if i hate it if i gag if my body doesn't digest it well if i feel shitty afterwards then i know then I know plant-based is the way for me. And that's where I wanna go, right? But I need to make an informed decision because if I keep just being vegan and I keep kind of just pushing off whatever these meat eater people are saying, that I'm not really making an informed decision. I'm very biased and I'm kind of the person that I don't aspire to be, the person that I don't look up to, the person that I don't listen to, right? So all of these things started coming into my awareness. And Ma gave me, got me the eat right for your blood type less than a week ago. And I really honestly, it's a super quick read because I pretty much just skimmed through all the parts that were necessary and important for me. And I just want to read the very kind of introduction for the type O diet in this book. So, type O and that's what I am. I'm a O positive. So, type O thrives on intense physical exercise and animal protein. The digestive tract of type O retains the memory of ancient times. The high-protein hunter-gatherer diet and the enormous physical demands placed on the system of early type O's probably kept most primitive humans in a mild state of ketosis, a condition in which the body's metabolism is altered. The body metabolizes proteins and fats into ketones, which are used in place of sugars in an attempt to keep glucose levels steady. The combination of ketosis, calorie deprivation, and constant physical activity made for a lean, mean hunting machine, (laughs) the key to the survival of the human race. Dietary recommendations today generally discourage the consumption of too much animal protein because saturated fats have been proven to be a risk factor for heart disease and cancer. Now of course, much of the meat consumed today is not shot through with fat and tainted by the indiscriminate use of hormones and antibiotics. You are what you eat. Can take on an ominous meaning when you're talking about the modern meat supply. Fortunately, organic and free-range meats are widely available. The success of the typo diet depends on your use of them, of your use of lean, chemical-free meat and fish, along with an abundance of fresh vegetables and fruit. Typo doesn't find dairy products and grains quite as friendly as do most of the other blood types because its digestive system still has not adapted to them fully. After all, you don't have to chase down and kill a bowl of wheat or a glass of milk. These foods do not become, did not become staples of the human diet until much later in the course of our evolution. So this is actually just like really fascinating about the evolution of human. And it makes me really want to read that book, Sapiens. I forget who the author is. It's a hefty book. But it's really talking about the evolution of man, the evolution of of homo sapiens into what we are intelligent creatures today right but essentially this blood type is 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 an ancestor kind of to this hunter and gatherer archetype and turns out o positive i think is the most common blood type out there i think 38 percent of the population and then within the african-american the black community i think it's about like 48 percent is o positive again which is just fascinating and so I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, so all my hits are kind of coming in. And then I'm reading this being like, this is just a clear sign that you really should incorporate meat into your diet. And then intuitively, I kind of felt like this is, again, my energy had been feeling a little off too. And I, f- I can't really put my finger on it. I had been supplementing. I've been taking my plant-based DHA, my essential vitamins from Homeboy D, my Delgado's brand, Veg Nutrition, where I got my B12, my DHA, my D3 turns out iron I'm pretty sure is like a big deficiency in vegans that I wasn't actually super conscious of like I wasn't taking an iron supplement but I just got my blood work done two two days ago and I got my results back and everything's clean so I wanted so everything is normal so I don't have any deficiencies in in any of my metrics any of my blood my blood stuff so or my micronutrients which is fascinating because you know that should mean like all right you're good you're healthy you're fit let's go but I can't help but shake that I was feeling off so reading this book, I'm like, all right, this is this is interesting. How how can I incorporate this into my diet while maintaining the values that I have and origin and really generated from being plant-based, which is compassion, its empathy, it's 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 wanting the best for humanity, wanting the best health for individuals, but also wanting the best for the animals. And it's interesting, too, because I'm like, like if someone argued eating meat with me, I would have come up with all the reasons, but then part of me question this idea of death, because I I think about death a lot, and I actually don't believe that life ends with death. And so the idea of this natural kind of, of cycle of life, you know, it's almost like I'd be a hypocrite if I saw a shark eat another fish in the water. You know, they're a meat eater. You know, that's like the, the natural order of things in a way. And I think before we had all this technology, we had all these freaking big-ass farms where they're just pumping. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. These commercial fishing and all this stuff. Before all of that, it was a very natural hunter-gatherer way of life that felt like it was a part of the food chain right? we are the intelligent species for survival you know we're hunting and and there's there's an ethics to it there's a there's there's a i just it was just felt like a natural evolution to think like these sacrifices were a part of the human experience and and all these things and if there is no death if life doesn't end at death that everything is the energy doesn't die it just you know transforms and and changes form then like does actually killing an animal is it it's like the whole argument is a humane, and and I think anyone on this human earth can argue that slaughterhouses and over commercial fishing and watching these documentaries about how they just slash sharks and dolphins and fin animals and tusks of of, of animals, dude, and and just the overfishing population and and the endangered species list like it is it is snarly and there's a lot of money in those industries and it's tragic in certain environments but i I think we're slowly starting to create legislation around really creating strong laws to ban all of that because i think from a natural human point of view that's very wrong i think innately everyone knows that it's wrong but again when you have to support your family and you're starving like what would you do you know so it's 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 a tricky argument, but I think everyone can can agree that slaughterhouses are wrong. So I think how can you eat meat and 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 do it for your health if it's for your health but with the value of doing it ethically, doing it morally, and then again a lot of plant based community, which I was in this, will say that killing any animal is wrong. But then there's a the whole other argument of if you raise a cow and you raise it its entire life and then it slowly dies of of old age and it was a really healthy cow, are we just gonna, like, what are we gonna do with the meat? Are we just gonna let it go to waste or, or are we gonna eat it? And it's almost like all those years of nurturing and love and, you know, naming the animals and creating a family, and then it's almost like the cow can give back to the people, you know, by supplying its nutrients to them through the food. So there's almost, I look at that as actually a really beautiful kind of progression. Of life and this human experience so it's it's a whole it's a whole bag of things man and there's so many angles to look at and you can really focus on one part of the argument and really inflate the whole thing and think that's it's that way or the highway right but there are so many levels and ways to look at this and I really just want to look at this with the most love and the most intention the most compassion and empathy as I can so all of these ideas are kind of flooding through me And I'm leaning into the point of alright I'm going to start incorporating meat back into my diet. And if I do this, if I do this, I'm going to do this the right way. That's where I stand right now. And I'm going to, I'm not going to put a piece of meat into my body unless I know where it's farmed. And I know that it checks these certain boxes. I'm looking into... You know the the labels and the certifications there's so many loopholes in this fucking industry guys where you can say and have a non-gmo label but you can still have GMOs in it like there's so many ways for them to work around it and just because it's USDA approved like there are so many ways there are so many I don't even know how to explain because I'm still new to this kind of world and this exploration and this research because it's so hard it's so hard to find ethically sourced you know, cruelty-free, animal humane. There's all these kind of labels um, to make sure you're finding a source, trying finding a farm that's doing it the right way. So I really want to do my research to make sure I'm getting it from the best sources that I can. So immediately when I made this decision, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go on Thrive Market because I looked into Thrive Market, which is this app, is this online. You know platform where it's basically you sign up you spend like 60 dollars for a year a year subscription essentially and they source they have like the really healthy mom-and-pop shop really well sourced foods and that and just healthy varieties and it's it's at a discounted price than going to the stores so I did that I looked into that and I'm like I want to buy meat from there and I looked into I started reading and doing their research because they had articles into how they source and where they source their seafood from, where they source their beef from, their chicken from, and a lot of it's from from chili and these really regenerative farms. And just really, I was just reading through all that, I'm like, if I, like this, if I put any of this meat into my body, I know I'm going to be getting it from a morally, ethical, ethically sourced, sustainable farm that, and then there's all these arguments that I still don't fully understand about how these styles of farming and if we can, almost advocate for, it, but if we can contribute by keeping them in business, these regenerative farms by almost buying their meat, then it's actually better for the environment because of the. I don't know if grazing is a part of it, but there's a whole there's a whole jargon there's a whole language and and ways of understanding that's still super confusing. I remember. I had this whole story that veganism was sustainable for the planet. And then I listened to this one health expert talk about how going vegan is like, is like 7%, like you're helping by like 7%, whereas like bigger, there are bigger things that lead to climate change and stuff like that. And I was just so, I'm just like, I don't know what to believe anymore because there's so many conflating and conflicting ideas that it was crazy, man. It was crazy. So moving forward, talking about Thrive Market, I want, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. on This is where I'm going to source my meat. And it's funny, I don't know if people argue when you're eating meat, if you go vegan, that it's more expensive to go vegan. Baloney. Baloney. It's more expensive to eat healthy. Regardless. Like, shitty food, unhealthy food, unethically sourced food is cheap. Whether it's vegan or not vegan. Healthy food, healthy vegan food, healthy meat is expensive. So getting the best sourced, the best, highest quality meat is freaking expensive so my kind of struggle is how can I sustainably do this and not destroy my budget. and on Thrive Market the meat itself is already you know a little bit more expensive than you can go to freaking Walmart and spend like four dollars for like six pieces of chicken like I don't know and but it's so the healthier versions are a lot more expensive and then on top of that, with Thrive Market, there's a $20 shipping fee for frozen foods, which I totally get, and I'm totally here for, but I just, at this moment in my life, I just can't really afford that. It's just... Ah, my abundance, my abundance mindset. Someday, <laughs> someday, someday. But seriously, I want I to... I'm trying to budge, I'm trying to be sustainable with this, to, to keep it sustainable, because if I start just spending all this money on all, only just, like, this meat, then... I got a lot of a lot of things I'm juggling right now. So, how can I do this on a budget essentially, which is tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. So, that's where I'm at right now. And I started actually before I do this, before I talk about cuz I actually I had my first piece of meat 2 days ago, guys. And I want to share a little bit about that. But I also want to talk about the type A blood because I talked a little bit about this in with those those other actors that I was with and, and type A like there is a difference and like it is it's distinct my mom is A positive my sister is A positive my older sister is A positive and they do not digest meat as well so I'm reading this is how like I, 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 I receive information best and in making decisions moving forward informed decisions I read information and then I use my own kind of personal bias as to whether I, this, I agree with this or I don't agree with this and then I can relate to my personal life whether this this rings true. So the idea of talking about this type A blood, how they don't have the enzymes to digest me. And then I have my mom, my sister, and then friends who are examples of that. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And then it's also personal experience. That's when I start implementing it, integrating it into my personal life. And that's when I know or don't know. So you can say whatever you want. You can have all the data, all the research. If I explore that option and it doesn't ring true to me, then it doesn't, it's not my truth. But it doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean right or wrong. Because everyone's different. Everyone's different. So, the type A diet. Type A flourishes on plant-based diets the inheritance of more settled and less warlike farmer ancestors. If you are a type A currently consuming a diet that includes a lot of meat, you might find it challenging to transition to one that emphasizes soy proteins, grains, and vegetables. Likewise, it might be difficult to eliminate overly processed and refined foods because our civilized diets are increasingly composed of convenient toxins and brightly wrapped packages. But it is particularly important for sensitive type A's to get foods in a natural state as possible. In as natural a state as possible. Fresh, pure, organic, and primarily vegetarian. I can't emphasize enough how critical this dietary adjustment can be to the sensitive immune system of type A. As you will see in chapter 11 and 12, type A is biologically predisposed to heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. In other words, these are your risk factors, but they need not be your destiny. If you follow this diet, you can supercharge your immune system and potentially short-circuit the development of life-threatening diseases. A positive aspect of your genetics, genetic ancestry, is your ability to utilize the best nature has to offer. It will be your challenge to relearn what your blood already knows. And then it says here, if you're a type A, you lack some of the digestive enzymes and stomach acids that would allow you to effectively digest animal protein. So, there you go, type A. It's fascinating, guys, it's fascinating. So, I really encourage you guys to listen to your body, do some blood work, understand what your blood type is, and then check, again, this this book has all different recommendations, and just start exploring with certain meats and and fruits and vegetables and grains and legumes and seeds and, and all kinds of stuff to see how your body reacts to it and try to isolate it as best as you can, because there's so many variables, so many reasons as to why something works and something doesn't work. Shit! Sure. The big finale. Again, I'm just getting started here, but two days ago, I went to the store, I went to Wegmans, and Wegmans has a pretty nice catalog where they show where they, they catch their salmon from, and I wanted to start with fish, and I started with salmon, and this catch is from Norway, and... And it seemed ethically sourced. I did some reading into it, and I got two pieces of salmon, and I cooked one of them up. I told my my little sister, like Becky, you'll come over because I'm, I'm making this a ceremony, because <laughs> every time I do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna bless the shit out of this animal, and thank it. And it was interesting. I'll talk about this in a bit. So I I started cooking it, and the whole cooking process for me, it became like a, c- a cacao ceremony. So you know you can make cacao and and take cacao, put it in water, put it in milk. And just you know blend it up and then just drink it and that's great but when you do a cacao ceremony the whole process is sacred you do every single step with intention and that's kind of how i've been approaching prepping cooking and eating meat granted i'm just getting started so hopefully i don't fall off this 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 way but i it's allowing me to slow down so i'm cooking and i'm cooking with love i'm cooking with intention i'm thanking the animal i'm Throughout the whole process, and then I put it on my plate, and then I cook. I have all my other veggies and all that good stuff too. And I sit down, and I'm not watching TV. I'm not reading a book. I'm not on my computer. I'm sitting down, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this piece of fish, this salmon. And I'm blessing it, and I cut a piece, and I put it in my mouth, and it goes down the hatch. And it's interesting because I do remember the taste of salmon because I've only it's only it's been 42 months, which is a long time, but I've still have those receptivities, or I don't know if that's the right word, but I still remember what it tasted like, and again, this, and I could feel the freshness of it too, I, I remember having bad meats, I've had bad meat, I've had bad fish, and you can taste that shit, you know, and it just, it went down really well, and I digested really well, and I remember just feeling just really satiated, I felt like I didn't need any more anything more to eat that night, and then the next morning, go to the gym, and then I go and I get some eggs, and I get some. Granted, right? <laughs> I go to the store, and I'm like, there are all these different. I could get, I could spend like three bucks on like two dozen eggs, or four four bucks for two dozen eggs. But the 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 you know free range pastured organic healthy eggs, it's like seven thirty seven dollars and thirty cents for a twelve pack. For a dozen eggs, so again, it's a lot more expensive, but it's well worth it. And I just went to Giant today, yesterday actually, and I found there's this—I forget the name of the something in Jerry, but they, uh, their—I checked their, I read into their farm and the way that they, you know, prepare their, their, and kind of just farm their chickens. And it's 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 very—they do a very great job and do it with a lot of intention. So I think that's where I'm going to start getting all my eggs from but again it's like seven dollars for a dozen eggs so I I get eggs and I come home and I I cook up some eggs and I, I have eggs for the first time and I kind of really missed I did miss the taste of eggs and I just had it with some potatoes and again I just felt really satiated and I didn't feel as hungry afterwards which is what I usually do when I honestly just eat tofu and tempeh and vegetables which is interesting it's just I it's hard to really explain and then I went to the store and I got actually at the same place I got beef I got my first uh, steak there and I went through I was looking at the beef stuff for like 30 minutes I was looking at every single brand I was checking the labels I was reading into you know the brands and, and trying to find where they were sourced and what farm they were sourced from and I came across this company called pre pre and they had The best um, certifications and labels about, you know, it was humanely certified, cruelty-free, and non-GMO, and there's a bunch of other ones as well. And I just started reading their story and seeing photos of their land, and it's impossible for me to truly make an informed decision without actually going to the farm and talking to them myself, right? But it was the best option, you know, I could find, and I felt really strong about it. Again, it was about a 10-ounce steak for 14 bucks. So, it was like 15 bucks. So, again, not cheap. It's going to be interesting how I can sustainably do this. But I'm, I'm only going to eat meat that I can say is, is morally and ethically right. And I went home and I, I, I cooked that piece of steak. And I ate around like 5 o'clock. And that steak, again, cooked it with love, cooked it with intention. And it slowed down my eating. And that piece of steak, 6 ounces, sustained me the rest of the night. And I wasn't even hungry, so I'm just fascinated, kind of by this. I'm listening to my body. I'm incorporating this. I had eggs and steak this morning again, and I'm eating it with love. I'm eating it with compassion. I'm actually being sitting with gratitude before my meals. Whereas I, there's a whole episode where I talk about my overeating, and I would just scarf food down. Oh my god, I wouldn't, you know, sit with grace. And also like where we're living right now, me and my mom, like, we don't really have like a dinner table really, so a lot of times we're watching TV while we're eating or. Or where you know every once in a while we like to have like nice conversations but we're like sitting on our bed or on the couch we don't really have a real dinner table and it's it's more challenging to eat mindfully in that setting you know and eating meat now like I just I slow down this is something that maybe it's just because I'm just getting started and once I start doing it more often maybe I'll speed up a little bit more but I really want to be present and intentional with every single bite Intention, love, blessing the animal, and sitting with gratitude and saying thank you. I was I was eating this morning. I was part of me was like thank you, and then part of me was like sorry, but I I don't feel like sorry is the right thing to say in that moment because it's creating resistance. Like why would I do something? Why would I say I'm sorry and then do something? Right? That's lack of integrity. That's like that's doing things for the wrong reasons. I feel like you know. So I'm I don't feel sorry as much. It's more of a gratitude thing. I guess saying I don't feel sorry makes me feel like an asshole that I think about it, but I think I I lean more into the emotion of gratitude for it's almost like the sacrifice, and then I'm also by the by spending the extra money I'm helping out these farms that can not like solve the problem, but I think again we can all agree that commercial farming is wrong and that's damaging the environment in so many different ways. But if we all eat in this way and we all put our money and vote with our dollar by supporting these local farms, these farmers who are doing it the right way, I think we can make a lot of change in a lot of ways there. So with that knowing, with that knowledge, I feel like I can do this with intention and mindfulness and not feel Bad about eating an animal, you know, because I feel like I am contributing with a posi- in a positive light in a positive way. Versus completely kind of running from that, and then sacrificing my health a lot of times because I was eating plant-based burgers and I knew it wasn't really healthy, but I still did it. And I I want to be able to show up as the best and truest version of myself. And I think. Yeah, I think that's the way, and I, it's 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 interesting. It's only been two two days of doing this, and I can feel a difference. So after a week, how are we gonna feel? After two weeks? After a month? After a year? I don't know. We'll see. But it's cool hearing that you know eating meat on an O positive combined with intense exercise. because actually maybe I, I have been feeling a little drained by over exercising. So maybe this is gonna give me a little bit more fuel in the tank. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna listen to the body. And I guess why I'm here is because I want, I don't want to sit here and say, this is my truth. Oh, also, I listened to a story of this woman. This was when I was vegan because I was, again, I'm trying to listen to all these different perspectives and she was vegan for five years. And then she started getting these deficiencies, started getting ill, and then she started incorporating meat back into her diet and kind of overnight she started feeling better. So I had that in my perspective, my story. So I have stories of people who are fully plant-based, who are thriving and doing so well. And then I have people who tried that and then went the other side, and now they're incorporating meat, but also incorporating vegetables, right, and fruits. And they're thriving as well. So it's not one way, right? It's what is your truth, and your truth cannot be denied by anybody. And that woman's truth, when she was vegan for five years, she went that way. She explored that option, and then she... introduce meat back into her diet and this is her truth and that really resonated with me because if it was someone who was only eating meat saying you need to eat meat there is no other way I don't think I'd listen to them as much whereas this woman was vegan for five years she did what I've been doing and then she started eating meat it's like okay now that I'm curious now I'm curious because because she was expansive and open enough to go plant-based right and I hope I can be that for others and it's not for me it's not about this is what this is this is what's happening for me. I was vegan for three years. This, I'm, like this isn't going to be the narrative I'm going to push. I was vegan for three years, and then I started eating meat, and I feel like a whole new person. So if someone listened to that, and that's all they heard, that's the only headline that they heard, then they would probably be like, "Well, the vegan diet sucks, and plant, and the meat, and like eating meat is the way, and that is the truth. That is the universal truth, and that is not what I'm saying." And after hearing and listening to the blood types, I hope that that gives you a better understanding that my truth, because I am more positive, and because this is kind of my story and my experience, and I'm exploring it with intention, is that I was vegan. And I, again, I gained so much from that. And I love the plant-based community. I love my plant-based friends. I love cooking with my plant-based friends. I grew so much strength from you know having to stand up for what I believed in. And i grew as an individual i grew with compassion i i got me questioning food questioning and reading labels and and becoming more of an intentional consumer and a mindful consumer and a conscious consumer i learned so much from that but my truth is that incorporating meat into my diet has served me because i am more positive and everything is just makes sense in that but if you are a positive and you've been eating meat then maybe it's in. It would be really interesting to start incorporating more plant-based foods and like whole foods, whole foods. I don't care what diet you are, whether you're vegan, whether you're carnivore, whether you're paleo, whether you're keto, whatever it is, whether you're raw. We can all agree that whole foods are the way. The processed foods are destroying the microbiome. They're destroying our gut health. They're destroying our, 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 our brain health, our overall health, everything. Processed foods... No, without a doubt, you know, are added artificial sugars. There are a handful of things that are universally, if you take those and substitute them for healthy whole foods, it is the way. That is the way. And honestly, I think if no matter what diet you prescribe to, if you just reduce processed foods and incorporate whole foods, you will become a healthier individual and you will start making conscious decisions and then making the right decisions for you, for your family. Boom. Booyah. No dogma applied. Just that is... And you'll start feeling better and there's there's no doubt the science everything is there but I think it's important to listen to your body to listen to your blood type to listen and just really be intuitive there's this I, I started reading and listening to intuitive eating and it's fascinating our bodies are are, are so intelligent and, and we we carry thousands of years of history with us through our blood like through our blood type which is why again I want to read Sapiens because I think it's fascinating. And by understanding it, like our our blood type, that O positive, I had ancestors who were O positive back in the day, and and they're O positive in their certain environment. They were in their uh, survival mode. They were in their, you know, oh, what is this saying? Regardless, it's uh, it's fascinating, and I think it's important to listen to our body and make informed decisions. So if you're listening to this, I hope. I I just wanted to share what was going on with me. This was a really it was kind of a daunting scary decision because how is my plant-based friends going to respond? How is my community going to respond? And I think you see someone It's very easy for this for the community to see someone doing something and immediate (laughs) judgment boom done you're out And if people respond with that, I'll send love still because I think that's the only way. I don't believe in separation I think it just makes us distant. and I think it leads to a lot of suffering loneliness, it's an epidemic. But I hope I can just spread a light of this way of moving. And because, I mean, there are people who are eating meat who aren't doing it with the right intentions and love and, like, they're still contributing to the... So I'm not, like, getting people who are eating meat off scot-free, right? Like, that's not what this is about. I think if people eat meat and who are eating meat, if they eat it with intention, if they're... They're spending, you know, they're voting with their dollar. They're supporting local farms. They're ethically sustainable, morally sourced well. I think we can make a lot of waves that way. So it's not about go vegan and you will save the planet. It's not about go carnivore and you will save the planet. Like, it's about making informed decisions and conscious, intentional, mindful decisions. And if you value, I still think everyone should go to a a butcher house, or not butcher house, but a slaughterhouse. I think everyone should do it, because there are ways to, whoa, that was lightning, oh my god, oh my god, that was crazy, wow, that was exciting, oh my gosh, my heart is racing, woo, let's wrap this up, that's a sign, thank you universe, thank you universe, yeah, so, I don't even know where I was, that shook my nervous system. Thank you guys.: Yeah, so making deform- informed, informed decisions, I think is the key for our health, for our well-being, for our community, for our environment. And granted, if I started eating meat, like going vegan and then started eating meat, but I was eating, <laughs> I mean, like deli slices, I was eating slaughtered animals with carrying energy of darkness, and just the last thing that they, they experienced was just deep pain and sorrow. Like, I would energetically be consuming that, and I just don't think that is the way. I don't think anyone is healthy on that diet. But if we start eating these and supporting these farmers who are doing it the right way, I think they can. we can support farmers doing it the right way. And supporting their families, supporting their life's livelihood. Right? It's a whole system. It's a whole system. It's a whole system. And then going back to the circle of life, it's fascinating, guys. So, if you listen to this whole thing, I love you so much. I really do. I love you. And... And let me know what your thoughts are on this if you support this if if you want to learn more about this journey let me know because it's again I'm fascinated by it and I'm constantly exploring and I hope just by the way I carry myself I just want to lead by example and I don't want to live in fear like I could just be eating meat under you know the covers and and not telling anyone about it but I, I want to be upfront I want to be honest and I think we can if we're making intentional decisions fueled with the right values fueled with the love and compassion that we have for ourselves and our environments and our loved ones and our freaking family of humans and animals alike i think we can do a lot of good in this world man so thank you guys for tuning in if you're as always if you're digging this if you're vibing with this like comment rate subscribe review tell your friends tell your family you guys can check me out on instagram i larkin underscore andrew or you guys can check me out on my website my acting website at andrewlarkin.me and if you guys are still wanting to check out and explore breathwork journey hit me up. I'm still doing it for free because I'm still tinkering journeys. I have a self-love and forgiveness journey that is powerful, and I've gotten such great feedback from that, and I'm also working right now on an actor's journey, and I'm freaking stoked for this one. This one is, I think, going to be my main package because I I really want to focus on creating a journey for the actor's journey and, you know, helping my brothers and sisters through this, this, this crazy industry. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. So, That is what I got. You guys, remember, small act of kindness for you for others makes the world go round. We need it now more than ever. Hug a loved one. Give him a nice bear hug. Human touch is so healing. High five yourself because you are deserving. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are brave. You are courageous. And you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And always, always, always strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love. Voice crack. (laughs) One love.